Hello to all my friends at Pixel Rater. It's a me, Mario. Woohoo! You're number one. Aha! I actually really like the photo mode. I haven't messed around with it too much, but. It's cool. I like the filters, like the NES and Game Boy. SNES oh, one. yeah, the SNES filters. Yeah, yeah. Those are... They don't actually really look like those systems. The, but game, the game Boy one kind of does. The SNES one really doesn't, though. The SNES one doesn't, yeah. No, not at all. But, uh, it's there, You can do some cool stuff with it, though. I like it. I, I've mainly been using the Blur 1 and Blur 2 filters. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I actually put up some of my... A whole bunch of screenshots and photo mode photos on... Uh, under a section of the site called Showcase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was yeah, fun. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. You have like a, a gallery. Yeah, I like it. That was pretty neat. Uh, anyway, so welcome to episode 87. 87! 87 of Pixel Raiders Land Party. I'm Antonio. I'm Tristan. And uh, both Will and Danny are out. Uh, they will be back um, probably for the next episode. So, uh, yeah, let's just get into it. Um, I guess we don't really have to talk about what we've been playing because Tristan and I are going to talk nope, about nothing it. nothing big. I haven't nothing. been playing anything. I, of, think I, was, of, I think I was playing this note. mobile game. It was like Snake. You know what? I actually was playing a mobile game this week. So oh, so was I. <laughs> that, that, is worth, that is probably worth talking <laughs> actually, about. Actually, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, so uh, funny. I, that's a good point. Actually, we were both playing a mobile game. Uh, we downloaded... Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Yeah, so I don't... Had that been... That was is, that direct it, before last time we recorded or after? Uh, that was, was after, this, yeah. Was so was so after, we, haven't, yeah. we haven't talked about that at all yet. No. So they had this Nintendo Direct, and they finally announced the much-anticipated Animal Crossing mobile game. Um and they kind of released it for like a soft beta launch in the Australian region. Yeah. Uh, so Tony made us a Australian iTunes account so that we could all play it. So we've been messing around in uh, Animal Crossing Mobile, and it certainly is a mobile Animal Crossing, for better yeah. or for worse. What what I I have to say though, like to me, it it doesn't stray too far away from what makes Animal Crossing Animal Crossing. No, it. If there's a, I don't know. It's, it's def. It's definitely have. It definitely has mobile elements. It ta- it yes. It takes all of the. It takes all of the things that you would expect in a Animal Crossing mobile game. You know, like the waiting, the be only being able to do so many things at one time, uh, the buying things. It it really mobilizes those in a really good way. Yeah, but then it, it, you know, just like a, a mobile title, it also says, "Hey, you can do these things quicker with the real money." Right, right. So that's that's their hook, and which is, which is actually what you know we assumed would happen. Right. I mean, it just it logically made sense for that. I I could assume that they they probably made a lot more money with that model in Fire Emblem Heroes um, than they did for like the ten dollar baseline price of Super Mario Run. So I I suspect that that's probably the way they'll go in the future. You but, know, I, yeah. I I feel like if I were to guess, I I think Fire Emblem in the long run is still going to make them more money than Animal Crossing. I I would imagine too. I think that I think that Fire Emblem probably has a well. I don't know. I, I mean, Animal Crossing has a very big following. It does. Uh, and I, very, I I always felt like it was this like little niche. <clears throat> a very big cult follow like adult following okay so so th- those are the those are the people that would you know spend that money i just i don't know it's it's i if, feel like if, it's, if there's if there's one person that's going to expect me to to give them money it's tom nook so i shouldn't be too surprised <laughs> uh i just i don't know i i'm afraid that it's taking away some of the special nuance that animal crossing is known for you know it doesn't feel yeah. like there's like the same kind of real time clock where i go in and it's different music based on the time of day and different conversations based on the time of day well the, the first the first thing you and i noticed was when you catch like a fish or any kind of like butterfly or beetle there's no 
little there's no quick. puns dude there's, there's no, no pun. there's no description which sucks because like that was making the like anytime you catch something in an animal crossing game it gives you a description which is which is some kind of pun which is you know kudos to nintendo treehouse for doing that and it made all of those things that you gather have their own personality it almost made them like a character in the game um and and in the mobile one it, it's not there so it's just like okay i'm gathering all of these resources it's just it's just loot at that point so it doesn't it now, doesn't feel nearly as special no now now to be fair to those of you listening um like we said this is a soft launch so basically they launch the game in a region and you know they get feedback see what they need to change adjust whatever um so the game is set for late november worldwide yeah. worldwide release so for all we know this definitely isn't the finalized version and for all we know they may have kept that stuff out intentionally possibly yeah, maybe um, I'd, i i would be surprised for them not yeah, to have some yeah, with it being a month know. away i don't think that they would have like some that that kind of a fully featured element missing but that's yeah, true um maybe they're just uh, you know to go along with that like i feel like the other possibility and the one that you and i and danny and will and everyone else are hoping for is that they're just saving all those for a proper switch game that's the thing yeah it's like if you're gonna use, I, I don't want to put all my hopes into this mobile game being a full Animal Crossing because I don't really want it to be a full. I don't Animal think Crossing. it is. I, I want it to be like some sort of companion to eventually uh, a full. And like one, I don't know. I guess like one of the biggest things that bugs me about it is my the, the like one of the best parts about Animal Crossing is like you get dropped into this village that you're kind of sh- shaping and, and molding into your own and interacting with all of the villagers. And that just feels so constricted in the mobile game because like you can you can freely move around your environments, yeah, but they're much smaller. And, they're really small, yeah. And you kind of when you need to go to a different area, you just you zip there. You know, you don't actually have to go there. And so there's no like, oh, I might stumble across this on the way. You know, I I might oh, there's that rare bug that I've been looking for on the way to do this. Let me let me pick that up. You know, none of that's there. So it, I think it does lose something in translation to mobile, but. It's it's uh, it's an Animal Crossing experience still. You can definitely tell. Yeah, and a friend of ours in front of the show, uh, Sellers, said that he's he's digging it. He has yeah. it too. Yeah, he um, loves his mobile games though. So that's true. That's true. Yeah, but yeah. So um, we've been playing that, and uh, I don't know, man. Nothing else. Re- really, only one other thing, which will actually I played two other things. So before uh, this game came out, I've been playing more Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. Man, that story is so good, and that game mm-hmm. is so gorgeous. Yeah, I'm, um, gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go into it at some point. So. Yeah, you're gonna really like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's just dive into the news, and then we're just gonna talk about. Well, I mean, let's just like, well, you know, we'll talk about it later. But we've been playing Super Mario Odyssey. Oh as, my god, as we love everybody it. else has in the world, and it is. Whew. But, it's yeah. phenomenal. We'll, we'll go into detail. Yeah, but let's do some news. Oh. All right. Uh, in the world of PlayStation, um, I personally loved Job Simulator on PSVR, and I always wish that it had some more content, and lo and behold, it does. Um, so there is a free update that came out called uh, Infinite Overtime. And the description is, uh, players can work the endless night shift to their heart's content with endless randomized tasks. Along with this update, Job, job Simulator will also see a permanent price drop to $20. I wonder, I wonder how many tasks they're adding. Like, is it, is it like, you know, you do five and then they start repeating? Or is it like... I don't know. A, is it a free update? Yeah. Okay. It says the new infinite overtime mode allows players to work the never-ending night shift with randomized endless tasks. I guess each job free, in the can't game. really complain. Yeah. Um, they also have newly minted uh, nighttime environments uh, with new instructions from your boss. Um, what else? In addition to the endless mode, they've also added a couple of new bits of gameplay within each of the jobs. And so, yeah, for people that don't know, what is Job Simulator? Uh, it, so on paper, and when I explain it, it sounds like the most stupid, boring thing. Basically, the world has uh, ended more or less, and you are a, I guess you're a human, um, or a robot, I'm not actually sure. Anyway, um, you basically enter this museum, and you are 
uh, simulating jobs that people in our time right now do. So you simulate what it's like to be a cook or an office worker or a store clerk or a mechanic. So you're doing um, all of these mundane tasks, but you're doing them in VR. So it's and fun. you're do yeah, and there's like fun, humorous jokes and gags all throughout. Um, the writing's good. Uh, there's a lot of like commentary on like work-life balance and stuff like that. It's it's really funny. Um, it's one of the first things I ever played in VR, mm-hmm. and it just feels so relatable. It kind of immerses you in even more. Uh, but yeah, twenty bucks. Uh, was the first time you played that when we went to IndieCade? Yes. Yeah. That's what I, I think I played it on, we were playing it on Vive, I think it was. Right. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so check that out. Uh, 20 bucks. I mean, I think it's definitely worth it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. That's all Can I Can you had. play that game outside of VR? Probably not, right? No, VR, VR only. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, in the world of Nintendo, if you're in the market for a new 3DS XL and love the SNES, we've got some good news. Those of you in North America can pre-order the SNES-themed new 3DS XL on Amazon, uh, which is slated for release November 27th for $199 and includes the SNES version of Mario Kart. So It is an Amazon exclusive, too, I think. So. Oh, okay. So, you know, I brought this up when we were talking. I... I feel like 199 for a 3DS is such a tough sell. Yeah. When you can get a Switch for $100 more. Yeah. I'm just true. I'm just surprised it's not 149. I think that after this holiday season we'll see a pretty significant price cut. I think that the I think 2D, so. 2DS XL will probably drop to like 129 and then the the 3DS XL will drop to like 170. Yeah. Because like the I the lifeblood in, in that console is is beginning to drip, so they're gonna have to do something to keep moving those units, you know. Make oh yeah, them very, make them very budget friendly. So definitely, they definitely have to do that. Um, Super Meat Boy will now be hitting the Switch eShop later this year, uh, with Team Meat looking into a physical release for some time next year. So this is on top of the upcoming Super Meat Boy Forever. Is Wait. Oh, oh, oh. So like the OG Super Meat Boy. The OG Super Meat Boy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which is cool. That game was. Is it uh, is it enhanced at all? Like, I think it's a straight port. Just a straight port. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Um, people are asking uh, Tommy um, if it's gonna be on Xbox One, like an updated version, and he said there's really no need to because it's backwards compatible. Right. So right. that's fair. But I was there's something to like. There are some times where games that are backwards compatible don't always control the tightest. Like playing that game, that game on to. Xbox 360 isn't as good as playing it on PC or PS4 because yeah, I can, it I can just, see that. it doesn't, it's not quite as tight. So, which it needs to be for a game like that, it, for a game like that, and especially a game like Super Meat Boy, where the control is literally the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, More Fight finally has a release date of November 2nd for Switch. Uh, the title was originally planned for September 7th. However, it was then delayed to September 21st and pushed back a second time due to a technical you, issue. You still thinking about picking that up? Uh, I, I have it it's, on PC it's, and it's... Okay. It's tough. It's tough because I have Mario It's Odyssey very now, so. slow. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I heard. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, another hidden feature was discovered in the Switch's 4.0 firmware update. Yes. Other than the addition of uh, USB wireless audio, which we talked about last podcast episode. Mm-hmm. By the way, quick side note. I tried my – for those of you out there who have the PlayStation, um, not the Platinum, the Elite headset, uh, just unplug the USB, plug it into your Switch, turn your headset on, and it works. That's that wireless one, right? Yeah. It also works with the gold headset, from what I've heard. That, that headset works with everything, though. That works with yeah. the Xbox One, too, I think. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the other thing that was uh, added and discovered is support for GameCube controllers via the Wii U controller adapter. Mm-hmm. So you just have to plug the adapter in, plug the yeah. uh, GameCube controller in, and then pair it by holding L and R. Yeah, so that was the little, the little black box they sold with the uh, special edition 
of Super Mario or Super Smash Brothers Wii U, and it allowed you to hook up GameCube controllers. And it. I tell you what, I wish I would have bought it because it was twenty bucks. It worked. Just the adapter. Yeah, I have a feeling that. I They're think this is back. an intentional move. Oh, totally. Uh, I, I assume there will be a Smash Bros. port once this holiday dies down and they need something to sell. Oh, they so, know what they're doing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's totally intentional. Uh, oh, and I also confirmed that it works with Super Mario Odyssey, and it's a very good way to control that game. Yeah, I was going to um, say, what's cool is both the uh, both the triggers do the same thing, so just because you're mm-hmm. missing the left trigger doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't affect it at all. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I've primarily been playing with the Pro Controller. I have mo- I have mostly been playing with the Pro Controller as well. Uh, kind of foregoing most of the motion controls entirely, to be honest. Yeah. Once in a while, uh, I'll give it a shake, but mo- most of the time I just work around that. Cause... Yeah, most of the time you don't even need it. Exactly. Um, Super Mario Odyssey is released to critical acclaim, where it's currently enjoying a 97 on Metacritic. It's also the highest-rated game of all time, according to GameRankings.com, if you follow that. Yeah, um, it's also the one of the top-sold games so far on Amazon, which all three of those top three spots of the most games sold on Amazon this year are Nintendo Switch games, which I find crazy. Which is crazy. It's crazy, yeah. just, just taking into account how much bigger of an install base PS4 has. Like you would you would think oh, yeah. something, you know, like a Call of Duty or something would, would have would, I guess I, don't know. I, I guess when your adoption rate for Breath of the Wild is ninety seven percent or something crazy, then that's a lot. Yeah. Uh that's all I had for Nintendo. Uh unless you wanted I mean we talked about the direct. That was really all that there was was the Animal Crossing. Uh, yeah, I don't think I have anything else. Oh, uh, I had uh, a Sony thing that I came across that... Oh, go ahead. Um, Sony announced that, uh, for Paris Games Week on Monday, they're going to have seven all-new game announcements. Oh, I heard that. They haven't said what it is or anything, but I don't know if that means, like, stuff that's already in the works, stuff that we haven't heard of yet. Um, Oh, I did hear one other rumbling, too. Uh, it's a rumor, um, but it seems pretty legit, and it would make sense. Uh, there's a rumor going around that after, for the holidays, and then thereafter, the standard PS4 is going to be 199. Really, they're going to keep selling SQ? Yeah, the the slim, right? The slim, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Huh. 199. Yeah. That's that's a really good, really good entry point. I mean, at this point, it makes sense. Four years, yeah. so yeah. I just I don't like. I feel like not enough people own 4K setups. I feel like having a console that cheap is going to cannibalize the sales of their PS4 Pro so much. Yeah, but the thing is, I I feel like they knew that. And at this point, yeah. they're making they're making money off PS4, so. It's just, wow. it's it's this weird, con- and I feel like Xbox One X is kind of going to go through the same thing at the beginning, where it's like, you're you're releasing this thing that you kind of have to expect most people aren't going to buy. So, yeah. So, like, wh- I don't, where is the incentive? Like, I don't know. It just seems like they're they're trying to cater to a very small market. Unless, maybe I'm totally off base, and way more people have 4K TVs than I, than I un- understand, but... I know like one person that has a 4K TV. I I know a handful. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, in but Xbox 199, news, that would be that would be very uh, enticing, especially right around tax be. season. You know. Oh yeah, true. That'd be a good price. Yeah. Um, all right. So Xbox news. Microsoft has switched on its previously teased True Play feature, which promises to protect against common cheats in Universal and Universal Windows platform games. Titles that take advantage of the safeguard will both run in protected mode and trigger a background service that watches for typical cheating behavior. Hmm. I bet that's uh, in anticipation of PUBG for Xbox One. Yeah. Oh, good point. Good point. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, Xbox One that, backwards uh, that game that that game on PC is having its very fair share of cheaters surface. Oh, really? To the point where yeah, they're, they're doing this thing called speed running, which is not you know beating the game fast, but literally their character moves so fast that they can keep up with uh, like 
you know, full, full speed cars and run circles around dudes. And it's just, it, uh, it ruins the game for a lot of people, unfortunately. Oh uh, man. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Xbox One backwards compatibility for the original Xbox is launched with support mm-hmm. for the following games. Uh, priced at nine ninety nine. Are they all nine ninety nine? Uh, nine ninety nine to fourteen ninety nine. It depends on the title. Like, I think um, Crimson Skies is nine ninety nine, but I think that like some other more valuable IPs like Kotor is fourteen ninety nine. I mean, I'm not gonna go through them. I have the list of them on the on the website. In the yeah, recap. there there's a few games. Uh, what I would say is worth worth noting is definitely Night Steel Republic, uh, yeah, Psychonauts, um, Crimson Skies. It's also worth noting too if you have the original discs and pop them in, it should work. They should work, yeah. So yeah, I I don't know if I have any of those discs anymore, dude. I because I, I have all of those games and I don't know if I have the discs. I, yeah. I should I should find out. I should find out. Um. Because I definitely would wouldn't mind popping back into uh, Crimson Skies for sure. Oh yeah, it's totally. amazing. Did you you had an original Xbox, right? I did not. Did you, you only I got in be, on the 360. I only got it on the 360. My best friend so had you a were, you were Xbox, a and I had a PS2. Oh, I was, but just not at my house. Oh, okay. Like I, gotcha. we pretty much lived at each other's place off and on. So okay, yeah. But yeah, we played a lot of Halo. Yeah. Um. Microsoft's ended production of the Kinect. However, the technology will remain alive in various ways. So one example yeah. is uh, Apple acquired PrimeSense, the Israeli company that created the 3D tech and the original Kinect back in 2013. Uh, and the iPhone 10 will use the same algorithms for the depth uh, sensing for Face ID. Really? Yeah. Huh. Pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess we all kind of saw it coming. Considering- oh, yeah. Considering the Xbox One S and Xbox One X don't even have Kinect ports in them. No. You had uh, to get an adapter. Yeah, and that, that adapter program is no longer free, so I can't really expect that many people are going to pay into it. Yeah, uh, yeah RIP Kinect, you weren't, there were a couple cool things on there. And Mostly it, stuff that was developed by Harmonix, weirdly yeah. enough. And didn't the Kinect require its own power supply too? It did. Uh, yeah. No. Well, in the, the original. on the Xbox 360, it did. On the first Xbox One, it did not. But on the Xbox One S with the adapter, it, it did again. Oh, so, see that? I, I, hmm. yeah. I thought I remembered it, the launch Xbox One needing it, but I, I'm probably wrong. No, no, it powered from the console uh, on the because that's you know that's it had the giant ass power brick. So, yeah, true. Which where the new ones don't. Uh, I have to say, man, looking looking at the Xbox One, the launch mm-hmm. system, and then looking at the Xbox One X and like the raw power that machine has, I'm excited to see what Microsoft does next generation. Yeah. Um, that being said, they they've got to be investing in new IP. They hopefully. They, I, I, you know, <laughs> I said they need said something. Before, I know. Phil Spencer is the dude now. And he genuinely cares about games. Yeah. So I think I think in the next year or two, at least or two at most, we will hear of things. It's it's not that they didn't want to invest in games. It's just they had all of their investment in third party stuff that kept falling through, like uh, Scalebound, you know. Yeah. And you know, like Crackdown got delayed, and well, yeah, because like, they don't they don't really have any first party studios. No, they have three, they four, had, three, they had, and what, Bungie, Forza Studio, but... and yeah, it's yeah, we'll see some stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that in, um, I think Insomniac said that they like want to develop. Uh, they want to do a sequel to um, Sunset Overdrive, but they need yeah, a publisher. but they need a publisher, so. Hey Microsoft, you know you're in dire need of that. Maybe throw down that publishing money. Wouldn't it be funny if that's one of the games that's announced? Paris Games. I play it. Paris I like the first, the first Sunset Overdrive. It was a little annoying at times, like super yeah. broy, but like it was like purposely broy, not like Halo Five was, where it was trying to come off as cool and edgy, but like it was like very self-aware about it, you know? Right. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Always breaking the fourth wall. 
Yeah, um, Insomniac's writing is so good, which I didn't even realize until I played Ratchet and Clank. The oh yeah, man, amazing game's game's hilarious. I love Ratchet mm-hmm. and Clank. Um, so real quick to go along with the whole Bungie thing, I've I've been listening more to uh, Jason Schreier's Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, mm-hmm. um, and uh, right now I'm on the chapter that's all about Destiny. And did you know that that game was originally supposed to be like a fantasy? Yeah, fantasy that, world that game changed so much yeah. from conception and, into and then to they, a release. Yeah, and it was like their team grew so big so fast. Yeah, and everyone who you know, most people who joined Bungie wanted to work on Halo, and mm-hmm. now Bungie was like, "Oh, hey, we're not doing Halo anymore." Yeah, I wonder. If that's that, what those, I wonder if like, I wonder if Bungie ever regrets leaving the because. Like, they left Halo because they wanted to work on something new, and then they ended up not being able to ultimately work on what their vision was because Activision kind of was like, this is, you need to, you need to put these systems in place that, that push this much money, you know? Well, that, and, you know, part of the, part, there was that, but there was also, like, listening to his, uh, his, like, analysis and, like, in-depth from talking to the developers and stuff, like, they did all this concept art here and there, but the problem was a lot of the team wanted to work on a game like Halo. Right. And then the other problem was their engine is only really good for first-person shooters. Right. Where it always thinks, you know, it's always assuming right. that, you know, the end of their gun sh- is going to be at the center of the screen at all times. Their shooter tech is, you know, that's like, the, like I've said before, that's the one thing that dri- would continue to drive me to destiny 2 if i cared about that game still it would be the shooting it's, oh, it's yeah. the shooting is is fabulous just um, nothing else about that game strikes me unfortunately well yeah and the other problem was other concept artists and, and designers were trying to make like axes and all these different fantasy things and swords right and they were like but we've never done this before right. that's not the kind of stuff they've done so everything they ended up doing related back to sci-fi because that was all that those people did yeah and then and that's why destiny 2 is so similar i guess i would assume the first destiny was as well oh yeah so similar just oh yeah in, in lore and you know storytelling and action scenes and yeah mechanics is so similar to because Halo, that was like that was what level. they knew so they yeah. they got away from it but they kind of couldn't <laughs> yeah so it'll it'll be cool like i want to see them it almost reminds me of guerrilla games in a sense where all that they worked on before was um kill zone mm-hmm. and with horizon zero dawn it is so cool and refreshing to see them have a brand new ip that is better than kill zone and it's been so well received yeah. and so different from anything i've played recently and i really want that for bungie but right. they're gonna right, have right. they're gonna have to wait a bit yeah. they've got a, a long deal they have a really long contract with. Yeah, they do. Sometimes I wonder, like, what were they thinking getting into that Activision Ten deal? Ten years. Like, you that's... know, mm. you know the kind of company that Activision is. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. It's like, I, mean, I don't know. And it's it's never good when a company's like, oh hey, and you can get a really really big bonus if you get an eighty. I think it was like an 80, 85 on Metacritic. Right. And they got an eighty four. Yeah. And they didn't get the bonus. And now nobody I know is talking about that game anymore. No. Already. Which which is like not even I haven't even heard Danny talk about it. Well no, because oh Danny's well, playing been playing Wolfenstein gone. too. Oh yeah, right. That's that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um hmm. anyway, super interesting book. You should get the audiobook or read it. Blood, Sweat and Pixels. It chronicles a whole bunch of behind the scenes stories about game development and certain games like mm-hmm. um, Uncharted 4, um, Stardew Valley. It's really cool. A mm-hmm. cool. um, little bit more Xbox news, and then we only have like three things for industry news. Um, Minecraft fans will be able to place items and characters in their friends' worlds as they watch them play as part of a new partnership with Mixer. Anyone watching a game or play Minecraft via the interactive live streaming platform can instantly add new features such as zombies, skeletons, pigs, and food into the world by clicking on buttons next to the broadcast. It'd be funny they, to, to troll your friends doing that. Well, yeah, they can also change the weather and time of day, so suddenly plunging the player into a world uh, dark at night could unleash a horde of creepers. Do they have to, like, pay to do that? I don't think so. It doesn't say. Huh. I wonder if you can disable that option 
You I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can. Um, and it says the iOS and Android mobile versions of Minecraft will also have Mixer built into them, which hmm. is kind of kind of crazy. You yeah, know, that you doing, can do streaming like that on a on a phone. They're, they're doing all kinds of things with that game. Yeah. Um, that was all I had for Xbox. I don't know if you have anything else. Uh, it was actually it was actually kind of nice to see a bunch of Xbox stuff. <clears throat> I saw I saw some people you know reviewers and stuff started getting Xbox One X's that they were doing some unboxing vids on today, mm-hmm. uh, and they're saying it's a really heavy, heavy system. It's very. Dense. I'm sure. I, I mean, they packed trying. so much into it. They yeah, have, they've got the power supply in Which, there, and then that heat sink is massive. I was gonna say, I'm hoping, I'm hoping to God that heat sink works as anticipated. We do not need another red ring of death situation. Yeah, really. With X, that's the last thing Xbox needs right now. Like they're oh already, that would, they are already oh. staggering back to shore and getting the ground underneath them again. So like, that would be, so, especially because the original Xbox One, I haven't heard anybody have an issue with. Yeah, it was yeah. comically big. With a humongous fan, but you know that shit worked, and it didn't yeah. overheat, and it was quiet. At least mine. You've used yours. Uh, a lot mine more. got pretty loud after a while. Yeah, my PS4 did the same. By the thing. time I had gotten to an S, it was like, okay, I have to turn up my TV a little bit. Yeah. Because the the fan is overpowering the the actual do console. You, do you ever clean your systems out with compressed air? Uh, yeah, I do. It helps. Uh, I don't take them apart or anything and void the warranty, but yeah. I do. I you know I. The way that they kind of recommend online, I'll, I'll try and do it like that. But Well, they only come with the one year, so. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, so I've got some industry news. So this came out of nowhere. Arcade cabinet maker Raw Thrills has confirmed it's currently working on a new machine featuring the Heroes in a Half Shell, Ninja Turtles, as depicted on the Nickelodeon cartoon, which is currently in its fifth season. The new game is apparently being built from scratch with new assets to mirror the current TV show. Uh, with an eye towards modernizing the genre past uh, what the you know the genre that the Turtles game hailed from, so brawlers. Do you know? Um, do you know what other games they've produced for are just like for for frame of reference? If, uh, if there's somebody, I don't. If you want to look yeah. it up quick. Uh yeah, let's see. Like they made a Walking Dead game. They made Big Buck HD Wild. Aliens Armageddon, so it looks like probably is a series of on-rail shooters and yeah. oh, Cruise and Blast. Okay, so racing games too. Hmm. Uh, so looks like they've got some kind of chops. They must, you know, must be making something. I've never heard of them, but I don't actually follow. I mean, arcade producers arcade, that yeah. that closely. So same. Um, they have a statement though. It says they said this new version of TMNT is a completely new reimagining of the brawler concept. There are more moves, more environmental interaction, cool turtle power special attacks, voiceover from the entire cast, including Seth Green and others. Really? And it's really amazing. Yeah. That's cool. I wonder, is cool. the same well, thing know, about like, know, the art know, style they're going to take? Yeah, uh, based on the TV show. Based on the TV show, okay. You know Seth Green's Leonardo, right? In the TV show? I didn't know that. Yeah. So know that what either. happened was Jason Biggs was Leonardo for the first uh three seasons that is a and then he very left. different voice yeah he left and now it's seth green so basically what happened was they the way they kind of put it into the show was there was this really really big fight and uh leonardo leo almost died he got like his he got like a really hard blow to the throat oh yes thing. they they played it into the show oh yeah they oh yeah they totally played it in the show because there's funny. no way I mean, because like you said, their voices are so... Different. Yeah, yeah, that is so uh, different. And it was funny because the first couple episodes, all I could hear was Seth Green, and I'm like, this is driving me nuts. Yeah, and now, like Robot Chicken, you just kept expecting yeah. it to be comical. And now I'm like, okay, yeah, he pulls off Leonardo. And he's like, he's such a big fan, like he, who, you know, he does a good else, job. Who else does voices in that show? Um, the only other one that I, I don't, I'm horrible with names, but the guy who used to voice Raphael in the 80s cartoon... Oh, he's he actually still does the, it? Yeah, he's the voice of Donnie, of Donatello cool. in this one. It is cool. Oh, he's he's not the voice of Raphael? That's No, different jarring. guy. <laughs> actually, he makes a better Donatello. Yeah? Yeah, he does. And the new Raphael, I think, makes a better Raphael. Like, I, I honestly think this Nickelodeon version is my favorite version. 
the 80s one was just so i like i grew up on the 80s one i loved it but it was super Dude, 80s 80s cartoons very Man. very rarely hold up if you try and watch them now like they are so much recycled animation and like they're so bizarre so like straight up like blatantly just being toy commercials which, oh, yeah. which is that what that's what most cartoons are for the most part mm-hmm. is, is toy commercials but like in the 80s it was like so it was so in your face obvious yeah um yeah uh, i've got two more things so after two nearly two years uh bringing together characters from over 30 different cartoon television and movie properties in one massive virtual playground lego dimensions is pretty much dead yeah it's not it's officially dead they've already officially uh, dead they have a release a statement saying they will no longer be producing play sets beyond what they already have in retail stock for now the Uh, servers will remain up and they will continue to update them so So the only toys to life is amiibo and no skylanders is still a thing what's that skylanders I thought they were done too. Oh no, nope. I guess they're still no. Nope. Skylanders, they they uh they're still yeah, keeping strong. Uh, that's true. I forgot about. I thought they were. St- yeah, I thought they. Activision invested so much in the Skylanders. I, I'm sure that like the fact that it still exists is based on like residual contracts, and it won't exist after a certain point. I think. Yeah. I think the only toys to life at this point that has staying power is Amiibo, and it's not because people want to use them in games. It's because they're. Well, yeah, collectible. That's and, then, the, you know. and it's it's yeah for the wrong reason. Yeah, exactly. And then and then I mean you look at something like like Mario Odyssey. So here's an example. So I I was like I was like oh man Amiibo support. I have the 25th anniversary or 30th anniversary 30th anniversary Mario yeah pixelated oh, the figure pixelated guy yeah. And I was like oh this is gonna give me something so cool. Maybe it'll give me some like crazy 2D sprite costume or something. Right. It doesn't. Right. It gives me a yeah. power up. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's just unfortunately, there's so many different amiibo now that like expecting them to program functionality for every single one into every single game is just kind of nonsensical. Yeah, I know, but at least I figured the Mario ones would do something. Yeah, you would think. Or at least but they that they one. made they made specific Super Mario Odyssey amiibo, right? Yeah, I don't like them though. They're all in wedding garb. Yeah, it's just like eh, it just doesn't feel Mario. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I've got one more thing. And that is that Target's buy two, get one free sale goes live on the 29th of October, but it does not include Switch games. Yeah, so you can get your holiday game on. Speaking of Switch games, I forgot to mention this. I read an article that I sent to you guys. There are now over 200 Nintendo Switch titles. And you would never know it. I, they, I, I the don't, eShop I actually is not don't, built to, to find anything. So I actually don't believe it. I feel like there's honestly only 50. Yeah. If I, if I was an indie dev with Nintendo, like, like Nintendo should be doing so many things to cater to indie because they were kind of their third pillar for a while. Yeah. So you gotta, if, if people can't find their games to buy them, they're not going to put those games on eShop. So they need to, they need to make some kind of like, Make a tab that's indie spotlight, or just make a catalog to browse the games better. You know, all they show is like top games and new games, and the top games are the ones that just you know would obviously overshadow everything else. So they got to do a better job about that. Um, yeah, totally. And the only reason I know it's true is because it was an infographic from Nintendo. Yeah. Um, so I, I just popped on a Twitter. And Colin Moriarty tweeted something, which is crazy. So, you have to beat Wolfenstein 2 on Mindleben difficulty without dying to get the Platinum Trophy. That's the hardest difficulty? Yeah. Yeah, that's going to so have, have like 0.00001% completion. Yeah, so you have to beat the game without dying. That's insane. That's crazy. That's just dumb. Uh, I'm Speaking sorry, of sales... Stupid. Steam has a Halloween sale going on right now. Um, they're selling things like Doom, Inside, Resident Evil Seven, Soma, Alien Isolation. Will was talking; he tweeted about that. But yeah, there's mm-hmm. there's a bunch of uh, kind of creepy, spooky games on Steam that are on sale right now, so which will still be on sale by the time this goes up. So yeah, go get your uh, get your Steam sale on, man. 
All right, so should we just dive? Let's just dive on in. Dude, Super Mario, Mario Odyssey. Odyssey. Oh, uh, my God. It is I, so let me, amazing. Let me start by saying a week ago, there was no doubt in my mind that Breath of the Wild would be my game of the year. And now... I honestly felt the same way. I did not and, think... As much as I love Mario, I was like, ah. Yeah. I did, I did not think for a second that this game would come out and be a contender. And holy crap, it's so good. I knew it was going to be a game that I loved. Yeah. I just it, did not expect it to just do so many if, homages. If, if, you, if you were on the fence about Switch and waiting for titles, you know, oh, like Breath of time. the Wild wasn't enough. This game, this game, knocked that knocked you over the side of the fence. Like now is the time to buy it because that game is, I think it's essential for if you're a game fan. Like you need to play it. It's, yeah. And it, I I understand. Like I've been seeing everybody giving it tens all over the place, and like a lot of times people give high scores because of hype and excitement. Mm-hmm. But this game, like, it's so well made, and it builds on especially like the mario 64 formula which is what everybody has wanted for so long it 21 on that so 20, well 21 years it's been yeah. since mario 64 and uh i told that to my wife i was like i can't believe i'm saying this but i was like mario 64 has been my favorite 3d mario game for 21 years same dude yeah. i said to her and i said and i've been playing this game for two days and i think honestly this is gonna bump it to second place uh it's 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 a really big really big thing to say, but it does it does it builds it, upon it, Mario sixty four in so many ways. Right. So so it has the same kind of like in Mario sixty four. You know, you would jump into the portrait and you'd be given a list of objectives to go after, and you pick one and you go for it. This game is kind of like it has the same kind of all of the goals or the moons that you get have you know clever titles. Oh um, yes, and but it's not like an I drop in and you know, I pick one and I'm pursuing that goal. It's I drop in and I kind of stumble across them as I go. So it's like way more of this open world collectathon, and just like in organized in the best possible way, where you're you're constantly stumbling either on these obvious moons, like where oh yeah I can do that, or you see these things uh, and you're like how do I do that? So it keeps you coming back to these environments to, well, yeah. to kind of tr- keep trying to get further and further because almost in a metroid type way you can't you're not going to be able to get all the moons and all the levels right yeah and so one thing i want to say is there's if you read about the amount of of worlds it seems like a small game but and this is public knowledge so i'll just say it there are over 800 yeah, it's like like Korok uh, seed level, yeah. like uh, like obnoxious amount of of moons. So so even these uh, the environments which aren't small, even they're they are sizable worlds. Yeah. they're packed to the brim, just constantly finding new objectives and goals. And you have this whole catalog that is blank, but when you get them, they unlock, and you can if you get stuck, you can. I think there's an amiibo that will show you like where yeah, yeah there is. Uh, it's, a, are. it's a it's a toad. There's an NPC in the game that you can pay coins to uh, to to give you a hint as to where another one might be. So like, it is challenging, but it does that Nintendo. Oh, I'm still going to make it enjoyable and accessible. You know, yeah. to, to be able to. I mean, I'm not I'm not expecting you to be some kind of bullet hell completionist game. You know, uh, yeah, it's man that game. And there's is... there's another thing it does so well. And it kind of takes unintentionally from what I've read in um, interviews with the dev team, but it, it kind of borrows from Breath of the Wild in that there's been so many times in this game where I'm like, I bet there's something over there or what's around this corner. And, and, and anytime and you think that, there usually there. is. Yeah, it's, and it's, there's and always it, something to find. And what's really cool is it's not always just like a hidden moon. It'll be yeah. like a whole other sub-level of the game that has all yeah. kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. It's just it's, so rewarding. I haven't finished the main campaign, but everything that I've heard is like, 
you know, sort of like how Mario 3D Land worked. The I, I didn't want to tell you because I didn't the know baseline, if you knew. Yeah, no, the baseline it. campaign is kind of not it's exceptionally difficult. Yeah. But after that, it opens up, and that's where the real challenge lies, which is that's the most fun that I had with 3D Land and 3D World was those crazy challenges that, that really, you know, kind of grind at you. So yeah. I'm excited for all of that. And, and I love the fact that, you know, coins actually mean something in this oh, game for like a very long time in Mario games. Coins have, coins have been trivial and lives have been trivial because you could basically, no matter how you look at it, you could figure out a way to, to fix the system and get as many lives as you needed. So they kind of did away with that and they were like, well, if you die, you lose 10 coins. Um, and coins are actually, they're plentiful, uh, and you you build them up to a staggering amount, and there's a whole catalog of things that you can buy in the game to you know unlock costumes, power-ups, uh, moons at, at times, collectibles. Like, they, they have this substantial value in the game, and it's so refreshing to see, like, this spotlight you know, feature that if you, you know, Mario is coins. Like that's, that's always been a thing in Mario. So like the fact that they have value now is, I was going to say, yeah, but they never, they never meant anything. They were just no, like, they, Oh, they, I get a hundred and now I get an extra life. But when you yeah, think about it's it, like you would never really go out of your way to get the coins unless you were trying for that extra life. Because right. it was just like, I know very few people that played Mario for the score counter that it had, you know? And so, yeah, it's like they're, they have they have weight behind them now, which is great. And like, yeah, and the the lives, you know, the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, this is dumb. What does Mario need lives for? Exactly. It's just, just like let I said, me keep like playing. Yeah, like I said, like it, it it became a thing where like it was so forgiving with where it puts you, and eventually, almost every game you could figure out a way to you know, glitch jump turtle shells to get 999 lives within the first two or three stages. So it just became this totally nonsensical thing, like the system that was just there because it's always been there. So like the fact that they've kind of updated it for the Switch era is phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and just all of the environments are... I know you were talking about like there are some environments that you're not particularly fond of. and but uh, I like that, that was one. I, I, I didn't really... You don't like the Swamp World? Like... It's got that dope like surfer mm. rock background music. That's it's it's all right. It's, it's all right. cool. I think you should go back to it. I, oh, I'm going to go back to it because I didn't yeah. get. I obviously didn't get all of the yeah. the moons. Yeah. Um, but God, it's, oh my it's, God, it's it's, it's so we, gorgeous to look at too. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like after seeing all of the advertising and you know the way that they've promoted the game, like you would think that. The whole thing is about New Donk City and the whole thing is about possessing things. And that's like a very small part. I, like you can you can possess all kinds of stuff in the game, but it's like you're doing plenty of stuff as Mario, you know, you know, typical Mario jumping and uh, collecting the coins and, and doing like the triple jump combos and stuff like that before right, you right. even before you even have to possess stuff. Like that's a like that's a very small part. So don't think that like it's it's a situation of oh they have this new mechanic they're just going to exploit and base the whole game around it because that's what Nintendo does. It's like it is a very well built traditional Mario experience. Like when we say it's it is like Nintendo Mario sixty four, it is very much like Mario sixty four. I mean, you've got the triple jump, you have the somersault jump, you have the wall yeah. jump, you have the the long jump. There's no there's no like punching and kicking like there was in Mario sixty four. Like yeah. they worked their way around that, but With, uh, Cappy they use now because you know Mario's not about that he's about jumping and and landing on stuff to 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 beat it so yeah it's oh man just i could uh, it's and there's that, moments in that game where like very very rarely like do i catch myself smiling at a game these days and there are moments in that game where like i'm like just ear to ear grinning because of oh, the, just it, the charm that it has and the, the the nods to other things it's it's so refreshing it's, yeah yeah it, it pays I homage see. to all of the mario generations in clever yeah. ways we won't divulge i i feel bad that other games release today because yeah they have big shoes to fill right now because this game is just it's 
turned it up to 11 on every level. I, I love it. I'm so in like I, I have a friend who like traditionally hates Mario games. Oh yeah. And this morning, this morning he tweeted like, was it, was it the one? Mint. I have a question. So was it the one I saw your tweet about it possibly being your favorite game? I think. And he's like, Oh really? Was it him? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he uh, he tweeted. Let me pull it up. Because uh, it was funny. Because like he didn't believe you, and I'm like, just wait, man. Just wait. Go ahead yeah. and play it. Yeah. Well, I can't find it. Never mind. Oh, he said, when I seriously, when I have to seriously consider if Zelda is still my game of the year, you've done good, Nintendo. You've done good. And I was like, yeah, that's that's exactly mm-hmm. my that's exactly my thought on it. Like. No question in my mind before was was Breath of the Wild not game of the year, and now they are neck and neck for just the quality of the game, the way that game is built. Like it's it is so like Nintendo putting love into every detail of that game. There's nothing that's overlooked. Uh, I just I want to play it. Yeah, can we be can we be done so I can go play it? Actually, I think I think we can. Because yeah, I, I want to play it too. Take away from this podcast, guys. If you have a Switch, buy Mario. If you don't have a Switch, buy a Switch and buy Mario. Uh, buy that Mario Switch. Buy that Mario Switch bundle with the yeah. red Joy-Cons yeah. and then buy yourself this, uh, Zelda. This is a game everybody needs to play. It is Both games. It is a foundational game. Like it's like 2017 has been an insane year for video games anyway. And especially for Nintendo to have this many powerhouses... And then put this out like I don't know I don't, who I don't. they sold their soul to, what devil <laughs> they sold their soul to, but holy crap! Like keep keep pumping out this quality because this game blows me away. Yeah, it's it's not. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. All right, guys. So uh, we've called it. This has been episode uh, eighty-seven of Pixel Raiders Land Party. Um, you can catch us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, here on the podcast. And Every, if there's a place on the internet, there's probably a profile for us. We even have a Pinterest. We're on we? Tinder. I don't manage our Pinterest. We're on Grinder. Will manages Grinder. We're not on Grinder. Is, is it Will? Is it Will? It, or might, is it, it might be Will actually. Bearded Beauty. Mm. It's true. Yeah. He's a stunning individual. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go play Mario. Yeah. So. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Everybody go play it. Seriously. Yep. Bye. Well, bye. Bye.